Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, Aaron O'Toole uh, elected a uh, new leader of the Conservative Party uh, in the middle of the night a couple of days ago. And after a good sleep, he came out and uh, spoke to reporters and introduced himself and such. Uh, what does Tim Powers think of all of this? Tim Powers, Vice Chairman, Summa Strategies, Managing Director of Abacus Data, and is with us now. Tim, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. Doing all right, Scott. How about you? I'm doing fine, thank you so much. Um, you know, I thought during this race, and again, these things are pretty much inside politics. You have to really be involved in the party in order to get these and understand where they're coming from. Uh, but I thought uh, in my own uh, novel way that uh, Peter McKay might get the nod simply because he appeared... Uh, to be more of a centrist, more in the middle. Uh, is that an accurate description, is, or is O'Toole more in the middle? Uh, well, let, let, let's unpack that in a couple of ways. I think you weren't alone. I certainly was of the view that Peter was likely to win the leadership race, but uh, Peter McKay's calculation for winning was always predicated on a really strong first ballot. Um, I don't know if their data tracking wasn't working, whether they were too confident about uh, McKay's name recognition, or they just uh, also underestimated the field. Um, And uh, O'Toole came up and won, as you said. I mean, O'Toole cast himself as a true blue conservative playing off of uh, critique of Peter McKay that, you know, he's, he was too progressive, but in reality, they're not really that different. And I think as you have seen in the early days of, um, Aaron O'Toole's leadership, he's certainly driving the message that he wants to be open, inclusive and, uh, build the conservative party. And, uh, whether, whether he is successful at that, whether he's sincere at that, and whether that doesn't blow up in his face with some of the harder core conservatives all to be determined uh, uh obviously uh almost immediately opposition uh starts pointing out to his commitment to the social conservative side of the party the right side of the party he came out very quickly and said no that he's pro-choice and he got elected on on this uh, stand and such. Um, is it just typical that this conversation comes up anytime there is a new conservative leader like this elected, or has he made his case and now this will go away? Oh, I suspect it'll still come up. Don't forget there's a petition, <laughs> which I think is quite comical, floating yeah. around from the liberals that Aaron O'Toole um, should fire um, Derek Sloan and, and get him go and ha- kick him out of the Conservative Party. The Liberals would like to see this happen, of course, because Sloan is, uh, is, is such an odious character. Uh, I think it's standard fare for any new Conservative leader to do the dance of uh, are you or aren't you uh, social Conservative. I think O'Toole, uh, unlike uh, Sheer is a much better communicator. I think he handled it well in the first version of that. He's going to have a lot more uh, of, of, of that question in different varieties to answer, but I, I think uh, it won't go away. Um, many have said, and I guess it's true, he, he used a lot of the social conservative side to win. Does he now owe them? I... I don't know. Um, I, and I, you know, the, the O'Toole team has said they have made, made no grand bargains. Uh, I, I think he, he, 
he tried to demonstrate a respect to them. Only they can determine what they want and don't want. Uh, he, you know, he was pretty clear. I thought in his opening comments that he, or, and throughout the leadership race, he wasn't going to revisit the same-sex marriage or uh, woman's right to choose or any of those things. So. Uh, there are lots of social conservatives for whom faith isn't the only thing that matters, and I think that's where uh, Aaron O'Toole is going to have to find common, some kind of common ground, maybe fiscal policy, issues around other elements of liberty, uh, to keep them happy, if they do in fact need to be happy, if they do believe there's some grand bargain they've struck with them. Uh, when Aaron O'Toole first spoke, he, he more or less introduced himself, realizing that, that most don't probably know who he is, uh, that are not inside politics. Uh, he had, he obviously has to quickly establish his narrative and who he is all about before, uh, the opposition has, uh, or does, uh, is he doing that? Yeah, I think he started to do that. I, I mean, what is he, four days in now or Thursday? He got elected early on Monday morning. He's had two outings where he's driven the message of uh, open and inclusiveness. I suspect uh, they'll look to, um, you know, some form of paid advertising or other campaign. They've been doing some social media around that. They, his campaign was very good at social media. But he has to own that. He has to drive the narrative, as you described, because if he doesn't, uh, the liberals are going to do it for him, and that will not work out very favorably or pleasing. Uh, will please him in any way. Uh, obviously, from the Durham region, very much um, identified with identifies with the middle class. Father was uh, yeah. uh, an auto worker and such. How will this play against the image of Justin Trudeau? Yeah, I mean that's the question, right? I think it has to be more than a runoff of personalities. Um, I mean. Uh, Aaron looks like, you know, many 47-year-old dads. He's got maybe a yeah. little bit too much weight on him. He's, uh, he, uh, he, you know, he doesn't always uh, uh, dress uh, as impeccably as maybe the prime minister, is as flashy as the prime minister. So that may all work for him in, in some regard. But I think as O'Toole himself said, the conservatives, if they're going to win, it, it can't just be, uh, this guy's not Justin Trudeau, and Justin Trudeau's bad, and he must go. Tool's got to speak the language of uh, people in his region, people in, in Hamilton, people across the country who are uh, living both in urban and, and rural settings and trying to make ends meet. I, I think he used, somebody said, uh, the word, uh, the phrase, excuse me, middle class two or three times. Usually conservatives don't use that terminology, so he looks like he's going to try and take some of that. But he's got to find a way to connect with people beyond just uh, the dastardly liberals must go. Uh, obviously, uh, September 23rd, a throne speech, uh, and the prime minister is going to put forth his vision for recovery and, and what a, uh, a post-COVID-19 Canada looks like, uh, then presented in either the opposition says yay or nay, and if nay, into another election. I don't think anybody wants that. Uh, they want to see how things uh, pan out, uh, especially once all these committees, uh, committees get back. Uh, but obviously the prime minister has said, and, and perhaps this was, you know, part of the reason that, uh, Bill Morneau is, was gone as finance minister. He wants to rebuild back green. How do, how do the conservatives, uh, counter that? How do the conservatives, uh, portray themselves as having some sort of green agenda, which has obviously been lacking in the past, uh, compared to what this new plan that, uh, the prime minister is going to unveil? 
Yeah, that's an excellent question. And one of one of the areas where O'Toole took a lot of heat from Peter McKay, Derek Sloan, and Leslie Lewis during the leadership campaign was uh, on the uh, environmental plan that he brought forward. And he wasn't entirely vilifying carbon pricing or carbon taxes, the conservatives like to describe it. Um, he so far hasn't launched the normal attack on, on carbon tax. I think he knows where he comes from. Uh, that, again, around your area in, 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 in downtown Metro Toronto and a lot of those 416, 905, Burlington, also, you know, all, all of your area, that if, if the Conservatives want to win seats um, there and in other parts of the country, B.C. as well, um, they need to have something more than they had last time. And it can't just be the tired old uh, um, uh, Trump-like, Harper-like rhetoric on carbon taxation. Um, so I suspect they will do something more, what it is to be determined. That's why the calculus for O'Toole is he, he needs a bit more time. Um, he, you know, an election on the coming shortly after the throne speech in, in the immediate term would be to Justin Trudeau's advantage, but as you rightly point out, in a time of COVID, who pays and 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 who who celebrates as a consequence of it? But O'Toole needs a story. O'Toole needs a narrative, and to counter all of it, O'Toole needs a plan that speaks to the challenges of today in 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 legitimate and legitimate and long term terms. So uh, he no doubt needs something more substantial than they've than the Conservatives have put forth in the past. He needs a green plan to match that of Justin Trudeau, perhaps not uh, as being necessarily as progressive, but certainly not archaic. He has to come to the table with yeah, something, does he not? the reality of it, right? I mean, look, we've talked about this before, Scott. A large, the largest cohort of voters are millennials. That cohort is really concerned about the environment. It's not just that cohort. Conservatives do poorly among that cohort more than any other cohort. Many female voters, both inside and outside the millennial cohort, care about the environment. So, yeah, uh, he'd, he'd be blind uh, and deaf if he didn't address those things. And he's, again, making the right noises about them now. Uh, the the proof, uh, to use that tired phrase, will be in the pudding once we get to taste that pudding, and hopefully, of course, that it's a vegan pudding, Scott, and free food, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I'm not coming to your place for dessert. All right. Um, Listen, man, you'll get roast beef here. I'm all okay with that. I know <laughs> that's not helping GHG emissions. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, obviously, O'Toole spoke of Western alienation uh, during his uh, address and talked about the need to support uh, the energy sector. Uh, does that give us any sort of indication about a green plan? Well, there's going to have to be accommodation. I mean, he's almost borrowing sort of the prime minister's language. You know, there has to be a time for transformation. But you're hitting on a real key point that I don't think it's got enough coverage. Um, O'Toole's going to have to probably make a calculation sooner rather than later. Is the Wexit party real? And if they are real, how many seats are they going to take, potentially take from the conservatives in the West? So if he, that may drive how if he's prepared to be a bit more adventurous with environmental policy, because if he loses seats in the West and alienation or resource policy have been one of their key items, can he be creative in his policy platform and have people in the East look and say, hey, 
I like what he's saying on, on, on green initiatives, and I, I think I'm going to vote for, for Aaron O'Toole. It won't be the only reason they would potentially vote, but it's, it's a major factor in where he goes with the platform, and a lot of that is going to be predicated on the impact of the Wexit party in the West. Uh, we've talked about this many times, but, uh, you know, obviously we live in a world of extremes now. You just have to look south of the border to see to see that. Um, do, do these parties realize that the solution is in the middle, although the noise is at the extremes? I think so. Um, but there, yes, but there has to be a genuineness about it, too, right? I mean, Aaron O'Toole can't suddenly morph if he was true blue and he's morphed to a a light blue is that light blue enough for the true bluers but look i i'm with you uh, and 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 i think part of it is and um o'toole needs people in the energy sector also to come forward and start saying we want to see things like net zero we want to you know, we recognize we have a role to play in climate change and there are businesses that are doing that because their shareholders want that to happen so you know, this isn't ha- happening in a vacuum or it, it isn't just one pocket of people that are holding on tightly. People want change. O'Toole has to find a way to channel into that. Well, you know, respecting that there are resource-based economies but in the province I come from, Newfoundland and Labrador, that need to continue. But if they're prepared to do the work and they can find accommodation on a green plan, sure, sure, surely be to gosh, the conservatives can do it too. Uh, you talked about the millennium vote. Uh, are there any young conservatives out there that are that are embracing this? Well, there's the really interesting thing about O'Toole's um, one of O'Toole's uh, elements of one of O'Toole's win was he got what 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 were self-defined as the conservative millennial caucus. So. He's got people like um, uh, Raquel Dancho out of uh, Winnipeg. I think you'll see her, or Manitoba, get a, a reasonable critic's uh, spot. He's got um, Eric Duncan down the road here in Cornwall. They're, they were all newly elected. Uh, there's, there's a number of them, and they are going to have to help cheerlead and encourage millennials who are just like them, at least in age and profile, that the Conservative Party is not just the domain of uh, older white men in their 60s. What do you think is going to happen September 23rd? Obviously, uh, the prime minister is going to come loaded with a a throne speech that that could push this discussion in either direction. Obviously, um, well, I'm not going to say obviously, but the longer this goes, does that reduce the liberals' chances? Are they favoring a snap election? I don't know if they are because of the nobody knows what with what it really means in a pandemic and when will yeah. people get their back up if you know Trudeau. Has Do you think been, they will? Do you think that will resonate with people? It's like my goodness, I don't well, have the time well, for this right now. I think a lot now. of it's going to be driven, Scott, by what happens over the next three weeks with schools, right? Um, yeah, and uh, and how that plays out, and are the, and our Canadians feeling that their government officials are focused enough on that priority, and if it's going well uh, in certain jurisdictions and maybe they're all right with an election but if there's covid outbreaks if you're listening to the scott thompson show anger podcast and frustration people are worried about the safety and well-being of their kids even though schools a provincial jurisdiction uh and they're they're angry at politicians you don't want to be the politician going to the polls when people are angry and pissed off at you because they figure you should have done more so i think Honestly, that is going to be more of a factor in whether there's an election in uh, after the throne speech or not. But you ask what, what I think will happen. I think you'll see 
contortion and creativity. I think the contortion will come from the conservatives finding a way to oppose without bringing down the government, and the creativity will come from the new Democrats who will see just enough in the offering that Justin Trudeau has made to continue the, 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 the minority parliament for now. How do you think the Prime Minister's office is reacting to O'Toole's uh, election? Um, obviously, things are going to change now just simply because there is a leader of the Conservatives. Yeah, I think they thought early on if O'Toole won, it would be a godsend for them. But I think they are paying attention, to, have been paying attention the last couple of days and are trying to determine if he's serious in expanding the Conservative tent and what that will mean for them. So I get a sense that they're... They're keeping a very strong eye on O'Toole and that they are not going to take him for granted and just assume they have the election in a cakewalk, which is probably wise on their part, because O'Toole has proven, albeit just in a leadership race, that he shouldn't be underestimated. And it's not like Justin Trudeau now doesn't have at least a five-year-long record uh, to deal with, and the Wee scandal is not going anywhere in the next couple of months, so they do have to be careful. Um, yesterday, uh, the uh, Prime Minister gave an extra $2 billion to the provinces uh, in regard to going back to school. Basically, all of the provinces across the country have very, very similar plans, despite what the government is, whether it's NDP, Liberal, or, or Conservative. Uh, your thoughts on the PM coming in at this point and in, in throwing down $2, million, or $2 billion rather to help? Where Why wasn't it put in earlier? You remember yeah. we talked about uh, funding for the provinces months ago. You remember the PM started off with a $14 billion plan that went to a $19 billion plan. Why didn't they just kick an extra $2 billion in there for schools then? Uh, I mean, it's good that they have. I'm not saying take the money back, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the biggest complaint I continue to hear, and you probably are getting these calls on your show from from people, is how come there wasn't better planning done? around the return to school. It's not like we didn't know September was coming. And if part of that issue was the need of, for more money, getting it, uh, what, a week before some the French school board opens here next week, a week before schools open, how much of a real difference is that going to make right now? You're not going to change HVAC systems and be able to buy buses and hire substitutes in a week. Yeah, that takes more than that amount of time to do that. All right, Tim Powers has been with us, Vice Chairman, Summa Strategies, Managing Director, Abacus Data. Tim, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well. Take care, my friend. Bye. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.